You're listening to Who Wears the Pants. This is Mike. And I'm Chris. Mm, yes, you are. Guys. Yes, you are. What's going on? Oh, man. So we're going to continue the conversation from last week where we were talking about... Uh, we sure are. I have my notebook here. What? A that notebook? Has, that has my barely legible Oh, notes. my God. This is so professional. This is a step above. So I got some listener criticism. It's a friend of ours out there, uh, a guy named Ryan, listens to the show. Bauer, how's it going? And he said, you know, I enjoy you guys, but you're all over the fucking place. You don't stick to a point. You just meander. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, guilty as charged. We had... Uh, first of all, fuck you, Ryan. Um, <laughs> He's right! No, He's no, no. absolutely right! We, we don't have a structure. But it's when, shameful. We're going to go back and listen to this years from now. We're going to be like, boy, we really didn't have a structure. Well, Okay, so my favorite podcasts are the ones where people just go... And, like, the conversation goes where it goes. And I think that's enjoyable because it's organic. And that's what I enjoy about uh, the conversations that we have. Jesus. And that's what I find good. Sure. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't object to that. But I, I think that, you know, that I, the, my favorite podcasts are the ones that have structure. Yeah. Well, you're far more intelligent than I am. That's not even, that's not even real life. So... Any which way, last week we talked about marriage vows and we kind of scratched the surface with the, uh, with the, you know, better or worse. Is that what we, we ended on uh, sickness and in health ah, because yes. we, we talked about mental health a lot and what that meant. So, you know, rehash that. No, but then, but it's important to recap. So people are like, Hey, if you want to hear us talk about health and health difficulties and mental health and banging your wife while she has a colostomy bag, that sort right. of stuff. Yeah. That's then, us. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's us. So we went over the dearly beloved. We're gathered here today, uh, to witness the union, blah, 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 holy matrimony, what that means as far as going in front of your deity, um, to having to hold from this day forward. And then we, I, I made a point to say from this day forward, mentioned multiple times, right? Because it is, and then uh, for better, for worse, for richer, for poor, sickness and health. Um, so, the next part is to love and to cherish, and that that's that's where it gets hard, because like it's it's already been difficult with all these other stipulations that are thrown into this. You have to do all these things in order to be with this person, right? So then it's to love and to cherish. So while you're being a crazy person and making me do shit around the house that I don't want to do and while I'm driving you crazy and while we're fucking here having and holding each other and things aren't good, we might be rich, we might be poor, things are good, we have to find a way to love and cherish each other. Unpack that one a little bit, Mike. So, is... As counterintuitive as this is going to sound, I think the love part is easy because regardless of what's going on in my marriage, regardless of what's going on in my in my professional life and how those things are impacting my marriage or things outside, you know, sort of, you know, existential threats to my my psychosis and <laughs> my psychosis, um, you know, just external threats to to my well-being. It, it, it's always easy to love my wife. It's always easy to remember that I love her and to remember why I love her and how important she is to me. But the cherish part is more challenging because the love is almost a, a an intangible thing, right? Regardless of what happens, you know, there's a there, there's a terrible schism in our in our relationship for whatever reason. I still love you, even even if I've hurt you or you've hurt me. I still love you, but showing that person, cherishing them, showing that person that they have value, and remembering to show to to show them, and and to to just remind yourself that. You have to behave in certain ways that indicate that this person has value to me. Now, this is not a criticism of your relationship with Tara because your communication is different and how you guys communicate with one another is different. But if memory and I, we don't speak to each other that way. Yeah. And if she did speak to me that way, 
I would consider something is wrong because it would be a drastic change in the relationship. And it to me would illustrate that she does not value me or she to the degree that she used to, or she's not showing me that the respect that she should be showing me. And that that's, that's where it, it, it becomes hard because you, I mean, over time you, I mean, shit, you just become complacent, right? It's just easy to accept and take this thing for granted when, through adversity, you've hit some sort of difficulty in the relationship. It's even more challenging. Oh yeah, I need to present myself in a way that she understands that regardless of this adversity, I still cherish her. I still value her. And see, I, I feel like the, the loving part can be hard because it's really easy to love somebody that is lovable and love is very much a verb. So love is something that you do and it's something that you have to work at. It's easy to be infatuated with somebody, to love the idea of what you have with somebody. It's it's fucking hard to well, loving someone and being smitten are are clearly two different things. I mean, I I kind of intertwine the two a little bit. Hmm. So very often I find myself smitten with my partner. Okay, I look at her and I'm like, wow, you're beautiful. And like tonight, I was sitting on the shitter and we were having a conversation. She's sitting there talking to me, telling me about her work week. Okay, full stop. Communicate while pooping. Please, for the love of Christ, tell me the fucking door was closed. No, it was open. Okay. Are you okay? You're lying because that's your lie face. No, no, no. The door's open. You do open. not. You do. Okay, motherfucker. You do <laughs> not. You do. Okay. You do not talk to people while you're shitting, and they need to have the respect enough to not fucking talk to you while you're shitting. They need to leave you goddamn be. But if you're such a fucking animal that your door is open and you're talking, there is no mystery. There is. You are no longer sexy to anyone when you shit and you talk to them. Let alone you. You might as well just. You guys should get divorced because you're <laughs> disgusting to her. You are disgusting to her. And she is disgusting to me for having a conversation with all your shit. That's vile. So our relationship is very different than yours. No, no. Hold on, no, hold on, no, hold on. No. Because we have kids. Uh, okay. Now, shitting with other people in the room with the door open is a thing. Big people poop on the potty. And it's time for you to be a big people. Look, I'm pooping on the potty. So you're sitting on the potty making a poop, and they're like, oh, shit, you're doing Did this. Did she talk to you while you wipe? No, no, no. That part I kick you out for. So I don't get a whole lot of time to talk to her. Our work schedules are crazy. Like, I'm basically... We get a couple of minutes in the morning. Okay, you're not... The door's not open when she's changing tampons, right? Not always. It has been. Oh, my God. Not going to say it's something that I haven't seen. Yeah. Not going to say it's something that I haven't seen. Oh, so my God. We, I, I actually like that part of our relationship. It's funny because she's... I'm glad that you'll sit outside the bathroom and talk to me. Or I'll sit outside the bathroom and talk to you. Um, and that's like... We're in a conversation. I'm like, look, I have to go to the bathroom really bad. I haven't gone today. So... If you want to continue this, that's where I'm going to be. And she's like, yeah, I'll continue that with you. So we're sitting there talking. And back to my initial point, I'm looking at her making a poop. And I'm like, wow, you're super beautiful. And that person at that point in time still loves me. No, you're disgusting. <laughs> you're sitting there with poop hanging out of your ass. You're doing one of the most private things you should be doing. You don't look at her. You don't do that. You don't look at her and say, you're beautiful during the act of you being disgusting. And then the door is open and she's looking at you being fucking disgusting. There is nothing beautiful about this. So I'm looking at that person thinking she's beautiful. I did not say it while I was pooping. Okay. So you're like, hey. You ever heard of a blumpkin? Why don't you come over <laughs> here and suck on this dick? Come get you some. Yeah, well, I no. got this turd dangling we we out there. We didn't do any of that because um, that would be weird. But uh, I get done pooping and we're talking and I was like, I think you're super beautiful. And she's like, ugh. 
And I was like, what? And she's like, what? Like when I was young and skinny, that's what she said. And I'm like, no. And like, you were like, yeah. I thought she was beautiful, young and skinny. I think she's beautiful now that she's. That's because you love her. In part. In part. I think she's attractive. She's a, she's an attractive woman. Agreed. So I was, I was admiring her figure. Like she's got big boobs and big hips. And I think that's super attractive. So she can carry my baby. She, she can, can feed my, my baby. Babies. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. She can continue the Parsons lineage. So I'm telling her, I'm like, oh no, I, I thought you were beautiful today. And she's like, when? And I'm like, that doesn't matter. And she's like, when did you think I was beautiful today? And I was like, babe. When there was a nugget hanging halfway out my ass. I was like, it doesn't matter. And she's like, yeah, because it wasn't today. And I was like, bullshit. I was like, I was pooping. I was like, I was trying to avoid saying that, but I was pooping and thinking you were beautiful. So like, there, there's a lot of, I'm still smitten with her. And I do intertwine that with love. And I think it's important to still get butterflies with your partner a little bit and still be excited about them. So I do have that. See, after 27 years, I, I don't have that. I just don't. Now, what I do have is I have moments where I am overwhelmed by what a good person she is and about how strong she is and about how capable and reliable she is. Those things, you know, that she is as, you know, the cliche goes that she's my rock, my foundation. Right. And so I have those moments where I just, you know, where I am overwhelmed with her ability to tolerate me. Really? Yeah. You don't ever have a damn moment with her where you're like, Damn, you're gorgeous, and you're with me. No. Never? No. I'm surprised by that. Why? Because, like, we've talked on multiple occasions, and you've been like, oh, I'm very attracted to my wife. Sure. Blah, blah, blah. That attraction can be a damn moment. Like, let's say you guys are getting ready to go out. You're going to go... I have moments where I'm like, yeah, she looks, you look great, babe. You look, you look great. That's a wonderful outfit. Your hair's fantastic. You did a great job, whatever. This, that, the other. Sure. Yeah. I have those moments. But you're not like, damn, you're beautiful. I'm lucky to be with you. Well, it's her beauty is not the reason that I think I'm lucky to be with her. Oh, see, I'm, I'm very superficial there, I guess, because I'm like, oh, you're beautiful. Like you're attractive she has so many good qualities outside of being an attractive person mm -hmm. that I communicate to her regularly. She's hardworking. She's very, very motivated. She's dedicated in a lot of ways. And like, I like all that. Does she wipe your butt for you? I mean, I guess if I asked her to, she might like, if I couldn't wipe it myself, like, like if I was in pay, a wheelchair, like if, you I, pay a little baby, if we go, if we go back to sickness and little health, baby, little baby needs his diapy. Yeah. 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 But no, she doesn't wipe my ass for me. I kick her out of the room at that point. Does I'm she like, powder your balls? I wish. No. I've never been one for ball powders. Yeah. <laughs> Freaks me out a little. I'm like, I'm not a baby. I'm a grown-up. <laughs> I'm a big boy. I'm a big boy. My balls don't need powdering. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I do the whole talking to her while I'm crapping, or she'll talk to me while she's crapping. Like, if we're in a conversation... We don't get a lot of time for that. Here's 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 what happens when my wife is pooping. I turn on the radio and then I go to a different portion of the house. Because I live in a split level. She's pooping upstairs, the radio is on, and I'm going downstairs. Unless I have to be upstairs. Because she's being fucking disgusting. And I do not need to be around while she's being disgusting. Everybody poops. And and vice versa she's upstairs away from me and I'm pooping in the downstairs bathroom. We're pooping in different places. Because, okay, the, the thing is, I don't want to watch her piss. I don't want to watch her shit. I don't want to watch her clean her ass while she's in the shower because there are certain things that you do that break the illusion, right? That, 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 that fracture the facade. And I don't want to think about you doing disgusting things. That's the thing. So I know no matter what, my partner is a disgusting person. She knows that I'm a disgusting person. I mean, shit, the first time she farted in front of me, I that like you were so foul and gross. Like we were getting into the car. We had 
it was our first like Christmas together. We'd only been together for about a, a month or so. So she was pregnant at this point? No. And uh, she's getting in the car. Oh, wait, that was your first wife. Yeah, <laughs> three off. You're getting into the car. So we're getting into the car, and I'm like, "Ooh, you got that irritated face." I'm like, "Oh God." Well, I'm trying to figure out. I'm like, "What about my first wife? Are you talking about?" Um, but we're getting in the car, and I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> you could taste it." Oh, it was so bad. <laughs> and I was like, "That smells like broccoli and trash." <laughs> and she's like, "Sorry." <laughs> and I was like, did you fart in the fucking car? She's like, I farted and it followed me in. <laughs> That's awesome. I love I the tether. Like, I'm like, you're fucking disgusting. <laughs> and at that point, the facade was over. Um, but we, we shower together and there's that whole like, if I'm washing my ass or uh, it's more so rinsing your ass. Like you can somewhat privately wash your butt, but rinsing it, you got to like fucking... Pointed at the water and spread your cheeks. You get all like, goatsy with you're, it. You're, you're like, like get, you're get, like, get oh. out, get out, get out. So we don't look at each other as the ass rinsing is going on. But yeah, like, I we'll, don't. We'll take a shower together and everybody gets clean. You know what? You take when you take a shower together. It's a very sensual thing that's not about cleaning. No, we will absolutely take a shower together to get clean. Like if we're trying to be somewhere yeah, at a certain point, I'm out. with you okay whatever i enjoy that whole there's no barrier thing what why because i don't i don't need them if 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 i don't have barriers i no longer find you sexually attractive i don't know why i need to have those barriers i can't no you can't compartmentalize yes i can oh okay okay fair fair you you can compartmentalize and i can't I'm, i'm on board with that okay so there there's that but like (laughs) <laughs> while all this shit's going on. Like, so, like, what if she walks in on you jacking off? That'd be, it'd be awkward. Well, wait a minute. Hold on a second. So, how can she, can't you just be, like, flapping away and having a conversation with her, talking about whatever mundane thing? Why is jacking off different than shitting? So, if I were somewhere jacking off, it means I probably went away and was, like, trying to hide. But why are you ashamed of your jacking off, but you're not ashamed of your shit? So, if I were going somewhere to jerk off, it's generally, like, I want to take care of this because you're in the mood right now. So then I'll go somewhere and I'll try to take care of it. And by go somewhere, I mean I'll fuck. Do that. I'm not drinking that piss. It's so good. No, by the way, it says crafted in Mexico. That doesn't mean anything. No, that means that it was actually made in Mexico. That's actually what it means. It means quite a bit, actually. I just want you to know IPAs make you fat. I'm all okay. So all beer makes you fat. All empty calories make you fat. Beer is empty calories. Beer is delicious. Cody Tubbs. Bread makes you fat. Cody Tubbs says it's more hydrating than water. And I like to, it's not true. Okay. But I like to pretend it is. Okay. First fat why do you got to bring up my fat you fucking prick oh yeah it's all me it's all me it's hard to love somebody sometimes cherishing them is it's like you said those acts of hey i'm still showing you that you're important and that's not something that i feel like i struggle with yeah, see, I'm, I'm, I, I the, the, I, I guess that w- how we're defining them differently. I think you're right. Yeah. Because for me, you know, I, I can love someone and not adequately illustrate to them that love. Can you love it to you? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So then you're you're good at that loving part that's not something that comes that's not something that you struggle with but those two very much go hand in hand and that's uh, that's why they're grouped together well, you know and I, I i've realized that i'm i'm just and i'm not proud of this but you know i'm i'm pretty egocentric right i'm a pretty selfish person in terms 
do and how I want to spend my time. And, you know, I, I, I do put my wife first in a lot of situations, but I find too that sometimes I become resentful because I'm not putting me first. See, I think that's interesting, but I know, I know Tara gets that way too. Um, she's, she's more selfish than I am. I sound like a dick saying that, and that sounds, no, like, no, that sounds no. like a selfish thing to say, but she's more worried about herself than I am. And I think that's something that goes along with depression, honestly. Sure. Uh, I, depression isn't really something that I struggle with. Um, I've, I, I just, yeah, I mean, I, I don't even know what, what more words to say about that one because it's, the, she's more selfish than I am. So she'll, she'll come to, she'll come to like points where she's like, I'm not taking good enough care of myself. And I'm like, okay, what is it that you think that you need to be doing that you're not? And why aren't you doing it? Right. Because like you can, you can allocate time in order to make that happen. That's not my problem. That's yours. And if there's something that I can do to help you in your pursuit of a better you, communicate it and I will try to make sure that I'm doing what I can to accommodate that. I've realized something. What? Be in a relationship with. Sure. Because you don't, you're too honest. Yeah. You're too honest. Yeah. Probably. No, no, there's no problem. You don't know how Don't. You do. Like, you here. need to hide things. So the other day at work, my fucking employer comes in, or my boss's boss comes in. The one who likes you. The one who likes me. Because your boss doesn't like you, but your boss's boss does. Correct. So just so fucking condescending. I'll, Correct. I'll tell you a funny story Correct. about that too. Correct. So he comes in. <laughs> fucking the store reeks of weed, and it's because we had some customers in. That reeked of weed. Right. So I walk in because I had just pulled a car up for a customer and he's like, come here for a second. Smells me. And I was like, he's like, it ain't you. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, you smoke weed? And I was like, dude, no, I don't smoke weed. I've told you that shit. Like, why, why are yeah, we having and, this and conversation? And even if I do smoke weed, I don't do it at work. Yeah. it's it, Well, it's none of your fucking business. Um, but I don't. So there you go. So he's like, yeah, you're good. You're good. Go about your business. And I was like, did you celebrate 420 recently or something? You have a guilty conscience here? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, I don't fucking smoke weed, Chris. And I was like, right, right. And he's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so, you know, I have this little banter with him and I go back to working with my customers and then I finish up with my customers and I go and he's outside and I, I go up to talk to him and I'm like, hey, I was like, what, what's up, dude? And he's like, somebody in there fucking reeks of weed. He's like, I was making sure that it wasn't one of my employees. And I was like, understandable. He's, I was like, I, I just, I don't smoke weed. Mm -hmm. And he's like, have you ever? And I was like, yeah, enough to count on one hand. I was like, I fucking hate it. And he's like, my guy. Because he, he knew, and this is based off all of our interactions together, that I'm not going to fake that. Right. I, I don't have anything to lie about. I gave him an honest answer. Like, it's not for me. I don't like it. He's like, you drink though. And I was like, yeah, I'll fucking have a drink. Yeah, absolutely. I'll drink too much. I'm like, if you want to go out and party a little bit, we can go party it up, bro. <laughs> I'm not going to smoke weed. Just not See, for me. And that's and that's what I love about you is that you are honest. I was actually talking about you today at work um, because I think it was because, you know, Jared's leaving. Yeah. He put on his notice and uh, he, he I think I mentioned you or maybe he mentioned you. And I was like, the thing about Chris is the thing that I love about Chris. Uh, and I, I know another guy who is very, very similar to Chris is that Chris is honest to a fault. I mean, he he has no fucks to give. He doesn't sugarcoat stuff. I mean, he's not malicious. He's not a prick about it, but he doesn't he doesn't hide from who he is or what he thinks and i just i think that's courageous i'm not that guy i don't know what good it would do me like regardless of here you would spare others feelings no like here i've i've lied absolutely and i've lied about stupid shit before absolutely it didn't better anything it didn't put me in a better position so i'd rather just say hey this is what it is and have somebody pissed off for a second 
than think I'm a liar for forever. Right. And I guess that, again, it comes from being being selfish. And I assume that the truth will impact other people like it would impact me. The The truth is ultimately the only thing that you can really do in the world is put your the truth that you know out there like the truth might be different for you than it is for somebody else no no i'm not i'm not buying this bullshit moral no, relativism I, no, I, the I, truth not, is the truth is the truth there's there's two truths there like that person is like i'm viewing this as this this is well there what is I know perception and then there i mean there there is there are two different like, true, perceptions true, true objective truth is has something to do that with basically nature i guess and it's something that we can't know anything about because the lovely ladies of the parsons household we're not we're not truly objective right so i that's why it has to be the the best version of the truth that you know you know what i mean like i i I, I can't i don't know i can't really say anything past that but yeah i don't don't know i don't want to fucking lie about something stupid and then get stuck in it yeah no i hear you so yeah, like I, you know, I say my piece to this guy, and he's like, "I know, like what you're saying to me is valid because you're, I, you've been open about everything, and like you don't sugarcoat things." So moving forward, today I have an interaction with my boss, and I'm like, "What's going on, dude?" And he's like, "He's like, I would never talk to my general managers like you did." And I was like, "Excuse me," I was like, "Did I do something wrong?" He's like, "You're not professional." And I was like, I treat everybody the same. I'm like, that's that's professional as far as I'm concerned. Because I'm being, if I'm treating you the same, as saying, hey, this is this is the standard by which I've, uh, I've established it's appropriate to interact with individuals and acting outside of that is acting out of character or is lying. I'm not comfortable with that. And he's like, no, he's like, you have to treat everybody how that person needs to be treated. And I'm like, no, I'm like, so are you not a real person? Like, is there some part of you that doesn't exist because that you get to have this fluidity among people? I'm like, that's not really appropriate. But you realize that you're the anomaly, right? That, that most people do exactly that. They, 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 cater their personality to whom they're speaking everybody caters their personality so there's there is an individual's perception of themselves there's others perception of that individual all this plays into psyche and if you're what you actually are is something in between what other people think of you, what you think of you, and what you actually are like every, all that kind of intertwines and that's that's the entity that is you so like i will definitely dumb it up that's one of the things that i do i i put on the facade i suppose with everybody of oh this is just stupid fun and i'm definitely a far more deep thinker than that Mm -hmm. and i consider things a little more heavily than that so like that's not really a, a completely accurate representation of who i am as as far as i know but I will play that with other people because I think it's appropriate as far as keeping them in a good headspace goes. So, like, there's there's a lie that I tell every day. Everything's happy and good. Yay, we're having fun. I'm not having fun. Where are we at on this list? We're on <laughs> to love and to cherish. Oh, okay. So, <clears throat> yeah, I think the act of loving somebody when it's when they're not being lovable is hard. And you think it's easy to love somebody but hard to yeah, cherish I mean, you them. can be a real cunt and i'd still love you and i, I, I never mean, according to you i am a real cunt and i never and me. i don't i don't lose sight of that right i i just i just get i, I don't know I, I i don't lose sight I, I i just i oftentimes in retrospect will look back and think that i could have handled something differently or i could have been more obvious about valuing this individual in in our relationship lots of people lots of people feel that way though there's always regret i mean that's ultimately what you're talking about so yeah there's always regret or i could have done this different or that different i don't think that necessarily means you don't cherish somebody but but obviously the thing is is that in most relationships though 
I have regrets about how I have behaved or how I should behave, but I don't regret enough that I actually do something about it. That's interesting. So you don't change anything moving forward? I, I don't. I, I, I've just, I've, I, I, I mean, no. That's you not caring. Maybe you're more honest than you think. I don't know. I mean, I, do you lie to your boss if, like, if you want to take a day off? Do you lie to your boss about why you're taking a day off? No, no, I do not. Let's say you're having a shitty day. Do you lie to your boss and tell him that you're having a good day? No, no. If you're upset about something, do you lie and say I'm not upset about this? Absolutely. The the two the two most common lies in my relationship, and I would be willing to wager in a lot of people's relationships are, I'm tired, I'm just tired, I'm fine, no I'm I'm okay I'm fine. I'm tired. I believe I'm tired is a real thing. No, I see. I'm I, I I'm just tired. That is. I'm tired of fighting, or I'm tired of delving into it, and I don't want to get into a thing. Right? I don't want to have an argument. I don't want to fight. I don't want to get into a thing. I'm just, I'm just tired. That's one of those things that I'll just say, I don't fucking feel like fighting with you about this. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, I I've used that line, but you know. Yeah, like. For the most part, my wife would be like, are you okay? And I'm like, nah, I'm okay. I'm just tired. I'm fine. I mean, I suppose I've been like, I'm fine before when I wasn't. But. Because it is a way to avoid the conflict. And I'm not conflict averse. I just, I don't want to have a fight if I don't see that there is value in it and that there's, that nothing's going to be resolved. I, see, resolution is one of those things that, that's really tough. So, like, with resolution, what you might think of as resolution, what I might think of as resolution are two very different things. Like, I want one outcome, you want another outcome. Neither of us are going to be happy with the ultimate outcome, which is I understand your side better. And I, f I feel like that's one of those things that we have to, like, when you're a person in a relationship with somebody, you have to come to grips with that. Like, it's it's See, not so much about I got what I wanted out of the fight. It's about... What did what did the fight produce? See, so this is this is how I look at an argument. I'm being perfectly honest. What is it that I need to do to make you happy to shut the fuck up? Oh, see, I'm not I'm not the happy to shut the fuck up guy. Yeah, I'll fight for two hours. Tara Tara just walked in. She'll know that she knows that's true. I yeah. will. I just what do you what do you want? What what is it that you need right now? So you will just, and I'm talking to you like you're my wife. Just, I, I just want this, this to stop. Just stop. See, my, what is it? Do, do I need to go outside and cut the grass or till the garden or whatever? If I, I'll go fucking do that as long as we're done fucking talking. No, no, no. So that's typical male fixing because I'll do that. I'll be like, no, no, no. Like, I'll, I can fix this. What do you need me to do right now? I get that. But that's not necessarily to end the argument. That's like, okay, what, what's going to resolve this? And then generally, if I try to come up with a resolution at that point in time, I get hit with six other things that I've done wrong. Yeah, Love see, you, I, see, so, and, and we've talked about this before. The, and, I, and, and, and I know that listening is what I should be doing. And as a general rule, that's what she wants, is that she just wants needs to be heard at that to, point. To vent and, yeah. to, and to be heard. But... You know, if if I want A and she wants B, then I will give you B. Let's stop arguing. But then it has to be because, no, you want A. So just take A. No, no. Shut up. Take B. Accept that B. And that's what we're going to do. And that's that. So, so just to stop. Just fucking stop. I listened to this uh, relationship. Um, like it, it, she, this lady does relationship counseling. Or no, it's a, it was a couple. I'm sorry, and uh, both of them did relationship counseling. They were both counselors. Blah blah. They blah. do G spot massaging and yeah, sure, whatever. I wasn't there for that part, but that yeah. sounds hot. Yeah. Um. So one of the things that they said is you really have to think of the argument as like an act in a play, like it's part of a movie and it's part that you have to get through to get to the next part of the plot. Mm. And like I do try to see it as that. Any time that I'm thinking clearly enough to do so, I'm not always thinking 
on that wavelength because you're fucking emotionally invested in it and it's hard to think oh well this part has to happen to go to the next part right um but anytime i catch myself actually thinking that like i i'm able to kind of dial in on that and try to see that through like okay i have to get through this act to get to the next part of the play Hmm. yeah see i where i'm at as i look at it is excuse me for being belchy is what you want is important to me and I want to do what it is that you want and I will put it above what I want to do with the caveat that this fucking argument stops. Well, and I, I think that's an act of love. Like, I think at that point you're saying, hey, I'm willing to put your feelings before my own Yeah. to, to put this in a place where there's resolution. Then why do I just want to be by myself all the time? I don't think that's, I don't, I don't think the two are necessarily one and the same, hmm. but I think you desire solitude like i know tara does tara needs her her time and that's one of those things that i really struggle with because i'm stuck with myself all the time and yeah, like it's stuck is right no it's true Jesus like, Christ. i'm i'm a thought you're racer. the worst i i'm a thought racer so like i always have a thousand different things going through my head and uh i'm mowing that shit over hard all the time so me being alone there i i don't get as much out of that as other people do. Whereas somebody that thinks more so like you do or like Tara does, both of you are like, I'm always with other people's thoughts. I need to find find a moment to gather my own thoughts. And that's one of those things that's really hard for me to wrap my head around. But I, I will say like the longer that we've been together, the better I think I've gotten with it. And I say I think because I, I'm sure I could do more work on it. But I'll... I'll tell her, I'm like, hey, why don't you go, you know, if we need to take a trip to the store or something like that, I'm like, you can go on your own on this one if you need a minute, you know, so take a minute for yourself. Or like when she went and picked up her roller skates, instead of making it a family affair where we were all driving two hours and then heading back two hours, I was like, why don't you make this your own thing and you get some time to yourself? Like, I know that's important to you. Uh, so I, I'm... You're so, you're so thoughtful. Well, I'm trying to be good at it i'm not because again i only think on the wavelength of i'm always by myself so i but would you're like with this people time with you all the time I, all day I every am, but day like, the, so often in but engagements they're, they're with other filth. people no so often in my engagements with other people i'm still in my own little world like i'll be sitting there watching your mouth move hearing the words coming out responding to it but i'm thinking about something entirely different the entire time hmm. and it's something that like that's something that i really struggle with and i think I, I it probably has something to do with being some kind of crazy I, I, maybe it's some kind of anxiety or something like that i don't know but yeah I yeah mean, I, yeah i definitely anxiety i can see oh i'm i i for sure get anxious but like i don't think i mean i'm not a i'm not a psychologist obviously. i'm not manic no so that that's one of those things like I, i'll have times where i get kind of manic but it's not it's not like a manic depressed stage it, it's I know manic depression like that's I grew up with it like you know family members that had it I my partner's manic depressed sometimes so like that one I understand uh, but just being manic is one that I don't understand as well hmm. so I, I would probably describe that as being anxious I cherish you Chris what what can I do to illustrate to you that I cherish you yeah um you show up every week. I appreciate that. Like, yeah, that, but that's not enough. That is that consistency no, is good for me. I honestly, our our few conversations that we have over the course of the week, I always find very exciting. Mm. So, like today, I'm like, I have a surprise for you, and Mike responds, "Anal," <laughs> and like smiley faces. <laughs> And I'm like, that's no, true. but it's yeah. almost as good. <laughs> no, you said better. Yeah, I did say better. Yeah, you did. And so I thought you were going to milk my prostate. Yeah. I thought you were just going to squeeze it. Milked, <laughs> pussy pants. Let's go. Um, no, so like I, you know, that's that, those are things like your 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 enthusiasm that you bring to certain things is very exciting for me, and that's enough. I, I cherish that. And like uh, with cherishing, like I I think there's always some good that I can find in somebody else that I try to hold on to. So like cherishing somebody, I don't really struggle with as much. Whereas loving somebody, you find easier. But loving and cherishing at the same time, from this right. day forward, because but, they say it again, from this day forward, right. always you yeah. still have to do it. Yeah, I mean, I but but I don't know. And I guess that like I said, I mean, it goes back to what we were saying originally, is that 
loving you and having you on my mind, you know, and in my thoughts, that part is easy. But putting skin in the game and 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 showing that I care, that part's hard for me. And then the words. They're nice, but they don't mean anything. Oh, see, I'm, I'm a words of affirmation kind of person. I love that. You tell me nice things. That's that goes so far with me. Mm. Like, there's a there's a five love languages book, mm-hmm. and I I I know mine or words. We of need affirmation. to do an episode on. We should the we should five. actually go through that book and then. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like words of affirmation and physical touch mean a lot to me. So like, I like high fives. I like hugs. Those things. I enjoy. Um, I don't think anyone heard me say that. No, you mouthed it. Like, I like high fives. I like hugs. And like, if so, Joe's getting ready to come back to town. I, know, I saw that on on the uh, on the Facebook on the Facebook. So I know as soon as Joe comes to town, as soon as we see each other, there's going to be a he's hug. Gonna put something in you. Yeah, he's going to try to. But I'm what gonna he's put something got, in him he's got to get it put it in you. No, I'm gonna put yeah. it in him first. No, there, we're going to hug each other and like that. Like I'm excited about embracing my friend. Like that's something that means a lot to me. Um, and then we're going to have some conversation and like, there's going to be the, the playful banter of, Hey, asshole, blah, 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 and all that. And like, those are things that are important to me. And, uh, like in a conversation with Joe, Joe will tell me things like, you know, like I can tell that you're doing this or that. And uh, like, it's, uh, there's, Joe's a very honest person as Mm -hmm. well. Um, and I think he's honest to a fault more so than I am. No. Oh, that guy's profound. He never sugarcoats anything for anybody, ever. And I love that about him. But he is... And yet he wears a wig. It, not anymore. That's true. It's been a long time since I've seen yeah. him with a wig. He, he started shaving his head and grew out a beard and then chopped his beard off. And I'm like, this this is bullshit. Yeah, he needs to keep the beard. No, he sure. looks fucking majestic or some shit. But <laughs> I, I, I'm excited about my uh, my interaction with him. Because I I know that these are the things that come along with that interaction. They're things that definitely speak to me and the things that I I value in like a a loving relationship with another person. And shit, we hug each other when you leave. Sure. I like that. I like hugs and kisses from my wife. So, you know, that, that embrace thing is something that I thoroughly enjoy. I like just... I like sitting next to her and having uh, touching each other somehow, some way. Like even if it's just us <laughs> touching each other, like my hip is touching your hip because we're sitting by each other. I enjoy that. That's important to me. So yeah, hmm. that's one of those things that I cherish. And like that stuff is easy for me to remember. Right. But when you're being an asshole, I'm like, oh fuck you, you're a dick. I could write you off right now. That's wow. the stuff that I think, yeah. You're cold. I'm not. You're cold. You're, 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 this is coming from the guy that's like, relationships with other people don't mean anything to me. <laughs> I didn't say You've that. said something I mean, along the lines of that I, on the show, and you know it. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, no. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a fucking hypocrite, right? I'm just this walking contradiction. Because... If I didn't matter to somebody else, Mike I would the oxymoron. I would be brokenhearted, but I don't, I don't you know. You feed off people big time for sure. I do, yeah, you for sure. Yeah, most yeah. most of it's shock value. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah and I think that's fun. Yeah, I, think I need that's I need people to be surprised. I do, I do the same thing yeah, though. I do. I do the same thing though. So then, um, moving from to love and to cherish, it's until death do us part, and that part out of all that other shit. That came before that. That's the part that other people are afraid of. Yeah. Oh, we have to do this for forever. No, you were told twice in there that it was forever from this day forward. That means until you're done. Mm-hmm. And now the fact that you're you're realizing you're mortal and you being done means one of you dying. Yeah. Is that's that's the part that strikes you as profound. And like I'm, I'm like they they gear you up for that the entire time. The whole time you're going through this set of vows here, it you're you're basically push toward until the end this is how it is and then they say it again until the end this is how it is and it's from this day forward that's forever or until the end like that's how i write that so then you get to until death do us part and people are like oh shit it's until death do us part well no fucking duh like absolutely that's what it is yeah you've been geared toward that the whole time what's the big deal now right like the, the hard stuff was already said so, does anybody 
does anybody, I mean, for example, and I don't want to get into a political thing, but you have plenty of people in both state and, you know, federal houses of, of government that swear an oath to uphold the Constitution, who have very likely never read the document. Mm-hmm. And who do not understand the gravity of that oath. I don't think that people go into a marriage and understand the gravity of that oath. And I understand, I recognize that that's sort of what we've been talking about the last yeah. couple of episodes. But, I mean, does anybody balk? I mean, people like get butterflies and cold feet and they, and they don't want to yeah. get married. Does anybody hear those words, right? Hear the words of this oath and say, you know what? I actually can't do that. I can't promise to be with that person till death to us part. And do they consider the things, the adversities that can present themselves in a relationship where whatever happens I can set that aside because I have sworn till death do us part. I think because I don't know if I can do that. I think most people are too afraid to see that through, like to uphold their end of the oath or you know the covenant or whatever you want to call it, like to up uphold their end of the bargain. They're like, I don't have to put up with this. I didn't sign up for this. You're being a weak bitch. You did sign up for that. You but- said it. You said it fucking several times. But, but okay. And but, then three times you said you would do okay, it until right, the end. All right. But then what if what if the other person in that relationship violates the covenant first? If somebody else violates the covenant first, I think that's a bridge that you have to cross and you have to like, you both, like the both of you have to decide. Like cuz it says to, you know, to 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 love and to hold and you know for richer or poor, poor yeah. sickness and health and mm-hmm. blah 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 blah. Does that what does it say in that about infidelity? Like you promise not to fuck other people. Yeah. Is that in there? In that in that sentence? I don't think it's in that in yeah. that list right that's there. Better, not that, that's that better that's better or worse. It it should be so. So then, how bad is worse? At what point? And that, I, that's that's for you to decide. At what point is it okay to break the promise? And when you step outside of that promise, and you're no longer having and holding the individual that you're supposed to be having and holding, because you've stepped outside of that, that's you breaking your end of the oath. The oath is broken. It's over at that point. You did that, or whoever they did that, what have you. So. It's over at that point. You like that mistake was made at that point. That relationship is basically dead. All right. So then, are there are there other violations aside from infidelity? Of course, you, physical abuse. Obviously, you have physical abuse. You have infidelity. Um, really, it's infidelity is an interesting thing, and we've talked about that before. But it's it's really the breaking of somebody's did trust. We, did we talk about it? Because we did a great episode on infidelity. And, oh yeah, we lost, and it. then we lost it. So, we need to re-record that because so your wife was amazing we on do. that episode. So, with with anything <clears throat> like that, like it ultimately boils down to dick fingers. Dick fingers. Um, no, like, am am I gonna hold up? Are, there's expectations that are set different in every relationship. So, so then, and here's something that I, I I know a lot of people write their own vows. Yeah. If I could go back to my marriage with the wisdom that I have now, and the experience that I have now, I would definitely want to write my own vows because I would want to set them up as a as a series of uh, of a very clear parameter of behaviors that's vague what we've been discussing is vague mm-hmm. and and i'm the kind of person that like okay this is going to be a tangent so for y- those of you out there who don't do role-playing games bear with me for just a moment recently in my role-playing game it was brought to my attention that i can use words and language and slurs that are offensive and I said, fine. What, where's the line? And that's what I need to know. That's the kind of person I am. I need to know where the line is, right? And that's how I view these vows. I need to know 
what are the parameters in which my behavior is being measured so that I know I do not violate those parameters. For example, my buddy got very upset that I used the word retard. His wife works with people who have, you know, limited mental capacities and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't like, she doesn't like the word and he's upset because I will often use the word. And I asked him, first of all, I was like, is she fucking here? And he looked at me and I was like, look, I get it. She's your wife. She's offended by it. And then you, by extension, are offended by it. Because even though she's not here, you know that if she was here, that she'd be bothered by it. And you feel that you are not being faithful to her if you don't bring up the fact that, hey, don't use that word. And I was like, I was like, I get that. And I'll stop using the fucking word. But this is what I need. I need for you to give me the parameters of what is and is not okay. And that's what I need in my in 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 my marital vows too. Because what we've been discussing it's it's too vague. It's, it's not left vague and open for a reason though. Like the reason it's left open and vague is because the parameters of what's acceptable in a relationship, what can be forgiven is open for interpretation by an individual it is something that you can move past move toward or whatever and it is fluid no you're 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 absolutely right that's what my point is is that for me as an individual i need specificity but if your 16 year old ass wrote vows they would be nothing like what you expect now you're right so you would easily they would be broken because yeah. some 16-year-old idiot wrote them. That's why they're left open and fluid. No, I, I get that. Maybe, maybe. Basically, all this is telling now you. Now I understand why my, my father's been married three times. No. Like, I, I get it. I yeah, get it. No. All, all, all the vows are saying is that no matter what, you're going to stick it out with this person. You guys are. That's the family. But but, but that's not. And I, the, the, the exit that it gives you specifically. No matter what isn't is, realistic. Is the end. Like the one thing that it says three times is that from this day forward until you die until one of you is gone this is what it is all right so your wife fucks your brother yeah probably probably kill both of them and then i'm out are you sticking it out no yeah like that's the thing exactly because so it's not till death to a sticking sticking it out means me killing both of them jesus christ i hope he's kidding by the way i am (laughs) (laughs) no like you're a fucking monster. <laughs> Probably. I love that. Probably. But like here, like if you walked in on your on your fucking wife and your brother banging it out. Oh, I'd kill both of them. So when 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 I when I say that, like I say it and I'm like, no, I'd fucking kill both of them. And you're like, that's crazy talk. But then I, I put it into perspective for you. How would you find out? They're not going to fucking tell you. Yeah. You're going to walk in on it. You're going to find something that you don't need to find. Then what's going to happen? The switch flips. What happens at that point? Till death do you part. It's a lot of bullets. You get fucking parted at death <laughs> right there. Okay? Because you death them. And you've emancipated yourself from your sibling. Jesus Christ. I love my brother so much. He's awesome. If you ever make a move with wife, Mike's wife, you're fucked, bro. Yeah. <laughs> He's killing the both of you. Nah, my brother. My brother is. He's. He is far too good and willful. I'm not for saying that, that your brother yeah. is far too good and willful for that, or that your wife isn't far too good and willful for that. What I'm saying is that if something like that were to ever come up, because I hear we we are an absolutely horrendous species that is capable of the greatest evils that we've ever known. So to say that that's completely impossible is absolutely asinine like parachute pants like parachute pants no it's 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 obscene to say that that could never happen because that's that's how it goes right it is parachute pants and then the holocaust yeah 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 mc hammer fuck you um (laughs) no it's it's profound. Did though. MC Hammer have parachute pants? I'm actually still stuck on IPAs make you fat. What the fuck is it about an IPA that makes you so fatter hop- than any other so beer? IPA or, uh, IPAs are super hoppy, mm-hmm. and hops are actually supposed to make you uh, retain water more, then make you fatter. Okay, then weed makes you fat because they're in the same family. There you go. But 
MC Hammer didn't have parachute pants. MC Hammer had a whole different thing. Parachute pants had a specific texture, the texture of parachute material. Ooh. Those crotch, low crotch pants that MC Hammer had. Maybe people wore those when they were parachuting. Oh, my. You could. You could have a whole. And then, and then listen, your crotch would resist the wind and you would fall at a slower rate. <laughs> You're like a flying squirrel jumping from one bourbon to the dangle. What? Oh, that would be an amazing group of people. Like if MC Hammer's backup dancers decided to go full Batman and they were just flying around the inner city. <laughs> the inner city. Why did what? you call it the inner city? Be- because I couldn't think of a specific city. A set. Uh, <laughs> I fucking hate you so much. You racist. Yeah. <laughs> what is racist about inner city? You tell me racist. No, you tell me. No, you tell me, accuser. You, you brought it up. Jesus I was just Christ. pointing out the obvious. <laughs> what is... You know how you love to call people racist? I it do. hurts it's when favorite. it's you. It's absolutely my favorite. When somebody does something completely innocuous and I call it racist, it's my favorite. <laughs> That's what you just did and I did it to you. so upset. Do you see how fucking freaked out you got? You're like, wait. <laughs> well, no, because I said inner city. With <laughs> just shut up. <laughs> Stop while you're ahead. Uh, Jesus Christ. You're the worst. So until death do us part, um, like it, it's very clear that the parameters of the relationship will change. Your tolerances will change and stuff like that. Uh, should you always respect what you had said and remain faithful to that person? Absolutely. Um, is somebody beyond uh, forgiveness, though? Probably not. No, I mean. Probably not. Like here. If if you're a religious person and you have a deity, like there's something that you've done to anger your deity at some point, uh, you know. So for for me, a Christian person, I'm like, oh okay, I said a bunch of bad words, all of the bad words actually. I've said all of them, probably in this episode. So I need to ask forgiveness for that, or I know that I said something because I was upset, and that's inappropriate. So like there's there's all this, and uh, yeah, I mean it's it. If if my deity will forgive me, why can't I forgive this person? Like it's it's hypocrisy. Because your deity is better than you. Yeah, and you're striving to be like that deity. But you never will be. You never will be. But you have to strive to be. Like that's the whole point. Okay, this is not a religious show. What if I worship Satan? What if, if I'm an atheist? If you worship Satan, if you're an atheist, okay. If you're an atheist, you still want to make the world a better place, do you not? I. Maybe. No, you do. That's the thing. Atheists are generally people that are obsessed with science or something like that. That's their religion. So they're like, fucking global warming. Okay, so what do you do about that, Biznotch? Wow. This is going to be the most hate-mailed. Fuck them. If they hate-mail that shit, I just tip my hat to you. You're welcome. <clears throat> so, if, if like, I have a friend that's an atheist, and this gentleman. My, my wife's an atheist. And th- this gentleman is like, he, he, he described it to me like this. He's like. Science is a lot like religion. He's like, I have to put my faith that this is going to be this way because this is what science says. He's like, and you know what? It's changed before. So that that person has basically accepted this whole science thing as their religion, understanding full good and well that it, it also is fluid. You remember when the earth was flat? Yeah, like yesterday. You remember when the earth was the center of the universe? Yeah, that well, it was flat yesterday because there's flat earthers now. Oh, flat earth—they're the best. Are they? Have, have, are you they? That, have you seen that? Have you seen that thing on Facebook? Uh, an accumulative the, IQ of seventy-four. About the flat earthers and about how they have—they—it's like they have membership all over the globe. And it was an actual post from oh, the Flat Earth Society. We have members all over the globe. You guys are asshats. <laughs> Every one of you. I love the Flat Earthers. And then those dumb fucks like that post. Uh, yeah, we do. All over this globe. I love the Flat Earthers. All over the plate. That's what they need to call I just, it. Okay, that's fine. I, you're right. We should. But I just want to know how come we always fly east to west. We never fly north to south. I mean, I, I would go to the North Pole. Yeah, but people don't fly. People don't say, hey, I'm going to fly from St. Louis and I'm going to go straight directly north over the Why top not? of the earth. Fuck that. Exactly. I don't believe in that. Exactly. That's they some don't. bullshit. They don't do that. Fuck you for that. They don't. 
I'm the pilot now. I have this airplane key. Go north. Brought to you by Stanley. <laughs> All right, I think this is sufficiently off the rails. Do oh. you have a word of wisdom for the week? Uh, my my word of wisdom is it, it, think about what you're saying because that's the the vows are a big ordeal. Okay, I I, I you're right. I, I didn't. Nobody does. Nobody and, does. And that was the whole point of talking through this for two don't fucking, fucking episodes. Don't fucking condescend me, Dick. I will fist you. Oh my god. <laughs> my my point is is that I I generally don't think about what I'm saying. I just say it, and I realize that at 44 years old, I'm still a child because. That's how I do everything. I don't think about what I'm doing. I just do it. Okay, so think about what you're doing. Think about I, what you're saying. There you I, go. There's your fucking word of wisdom. That sounds like a lot of work. It's not. It is. Be mindful. It's a work. It's work so much that you drive yourself fucking crazy thinking about it. Absolutely. Yeah. That, it's not me. I'll, I'll accept the madness graciously. It's quiet sometimes. Uh, gracious is that's it's questionable. It's quiet sometimes. <laughs> All right, so think about what you're saying. Think about your commitment. That's the yeah, yeah. I mean, you're you're what you're committing to is I'm gonna stay with you until I die. That's the whole thing. Ugh. That's what you have to look forward to. Things are gonna be shitty. Your partner's gonna be a dickhole. Get over it. Love you, bye. That's very deep.